don't know. No, Aaron's vibing. He's good. Oh, I'm chilling. I'm looking at this Buffalo Central Michigan live line right now, trying to figure out if I want to hop on a little live live action here. <laughs> I forgot how much of a degenerate you are. I love it. Yes. So, like all these kids, all these kids think they're degenerate. They don't. Nah. Aaron, Aaron is probably he's he's probably the alpha degenerate in the group. I'm the yeah. quiet. I'm the quiet one that like always has action going. I mean, it's. And so yeah, when you're John, the boss. You're the boss that never speaks on a phone. You always, you're always in that corner booth at the at the restaurant. You know what I mean? No one, no one really talks to you, but there's just like people talking to you that relay messages. Yeah, there's just like a cloud of mystery around him. No one actually knows what Aaron does for a living. Yeah, like that's that's a hundred percent you, bro. <laughs> I look at this way. I've been super hesitant to like even put my picks in the chat, the 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 gambling chat, because I'm so like superstition about it i'm like yeah and it's you know i just i'm i'm super funny but yeah i mean i've actually built quite a role and recently so i'm i'm kind of just grinding really well. so yeah. so you had to aaron you had to be um just crushed devastated yesterday i imagine when prop 26 and prop 27 didn't pass yeah yeah you know for me it's um i understand the like i understand everybody wanting it and i understand obviously degenerates being crushed by it i think i think having it at your fingertips with FanDuel and DraftKings, uh it expands everything i do think the 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 small writing in the in the measure itself was i'm actually glad that it didn't pass just on on a more like social level a lot of the um indian reservations and, and that would be benefiting or in the small print the you know that it's going towards helping the homeless and this and that it's it's all bullshit so they need to rewrite the measure a little bit better and then they'll be able to uh reintroduce it with the right kind of stipulations around it i'm here for it but i'm here for it in the right way okay uh, like to me the offshore books still work in california you can use bovada like and i know a ton of my friends who have personal bookies and shit so yeah yeah anyone who's bitching about it it's like you just yeah i mean if anything it's more about the in-person you know uh sports books right right i and i think i agree i totally agree with you Aaron. like i i think it will eventually pass but it's it's kind of like cannabis you know back in the day where it was like the writing it failed a few times before it finally passed and it was due in part a large part to to the writing of the legislation so like i think having this base and like seeing where they were at obviously they got blown out in the vote um and i think that just speaks kind of volumes to how the writing you know kind of that fine print really looked well and when you whenever you have um a situation where s something was on prohibition and then it gets legalized there's always um unforeseen fallout right like we're seeing it with the weed market here in california like that shit absolutely crashed this past year right like just plummeted and yeah. um what and ended up happening that we all knew would happen with um legalizing recreational use of marijuana in california is corporations took over and we all saw this coming and there wasn't shit we could do about it right um and the real growers and the people in the industry were telling legislation before it happened this is what's going to happen you're going to push out the little guy you're going to push out the independent farmers that are trying to do it the right way and get all their permits and everything like that and you're going to create a larger black market which they is all the things that happened <laughs> right like 
that's exactly what happened for sure and i used to i used to work in cannabis and used to work moving quite a bit of cannabis from northern california to southern california and it was right in that 2018 2019 period where uh where it went legal and what my fear was was the quality is going to take a hit and yeah you're gonna create a black market for sure but you're gonna have all these growers that are gonna feel pressured to then link up and do these mass scale grows and you're no longer gonna get this quality so now i think california cannabis is taking a major hit as yep. far as quality goes yeah you still have your you have your you know your niche indoor guys that that do high-end you know indoor bud but we used to grow like the premium outdoor fucking beautiful cannabis i yes. also think I also think that the climate has a lot to do with it, drier conditions, the, the fire conditions up in a lot of those grow areas have made it really difficult for those guys to sustain their grows. Um, but yeah, back to the gambling thing, it's, it's the same thing. When you have a, a legislation like this, the, the amount of unforeseen money that goes behind one direction or another that, that we don't know about is massive. And I think to John's point, it speaks to the larger, uh, that like, yes, we are gamblers, we're sports fans, but we are a minority when it comes to California as yeah. California as a whole, these people don't give a fuck about gambling. I mean, maybe a small percentage, what two or 3% of the population, maybe call 5% of the population. California throws a casual bet here and there, but it's not, it's not something that's massive. You know, it's not something that, that I, I just don't think that it's taken off the way that they thought it would. Now I do think a couple more years of daily fantasy with FanDuel and DraftKings. And then maybe we can have a, have a conversation. But I think it's going to be another couple of years before we see it pass. Yeah, well, I guess the show started because that was great. <laughs> Allow me to reintroduce myself. I'm Jarrell. That's John. That's Aaron. These are my favorite degenerates in the world. We'll get into our picks in a minute. Um, but for those of you who don't know, because we do have a lot of listeners outside of the state of California that might not be paying as close of attention, Prop 26 and Prop 27 were to legalize sports gambling and open up sports books in California and to allow um, electronic gaming so you could gamble online, right? Um, like we've seen in New York, New Jersey, many other parts of the country. Um, and so yesterday, obviously, it was election day. Both Prop 26 and Prop 27 did not pass by a large margin. So uh, no on 26 was 70%. So almost 4 million votes for no, and then 27 uh, four and a half million votes now. So just in a yep. landslide, I was wondering if you guys had any theories as to why it didn't pass. Uh, like what were you? Well, first of all, were you guys surprised to see that number? Cause that it was that large for no. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, I thought it would be close. I, I honestly didn't think it would pass. Um, you know, there, there's still, you know, kind of to Aaron's point, there's still a lot of people, in the state of california that that's not in their priorities that's you know that's not what they have you know stake in um and and so i i didn't see it being 70 percent though uh, it's it just tells you that we're still a couple years off um from from getting this thing passed aaron do you yeah. have any theories as to why it didn't pass yeah i think you know i i I think california is a liberal state i think that it takes a little while for people to get on board with with certain things that maybe don't align with some of their ideologies. I, I would, I mean, liberal, you know, liberal or, or conservative, I guess we all, there's gamblers across the board, but I, I think that there was more pressing issues at this point. And I think that the people, like I said before, I just think that 
as degenerates, we think that like everyone lays bets, but right. at, the, at the end of the day, <laughs> yeah. it's a small margin of people in a massive state, you know? And so I think that it was just, it just wasn't the time. Um, in a massive a, state that deals with a lot of homeless already, right? Right. And 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 the thing is, is, the, you know, they kept saying this is for, you know, homeless and drug addiction. That's where the money is going to funnel the taxes and all that. But I think that people really read into it and saw that it, 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 the writing and the policy was not quite right this time around. Um, the one thing I will say is I think if we start to see in-person um, gambling at sporting events in other states, I think that'll be like when you can go into there's a sports book at the stadium that you can go up to and lay bets for that game and, and across whatever. Right. I think that that'll be a big selling point. And I think you'll get actual teams involved in mm. the process of making that happen because that revenue stream would be through the roof yeah. for teams if they can uh, make that happen. It really would. <laughs> I can't. I the, the I would imagine within a year or two, some of these franchise would dub would double in their valuation because okay. um, it would be uh, it would be a huge addition. Yeah, imagine imagine sitting in in the bleachers at a Giants game and being able to bet on that at bat. You know right, what I mean? Yeah. Like the outcome of that at bat, like everyone's. It, you know what I mean? So like a group of a group of people hit. And it's it's going to be like a giant craps table. Yeah, well, and imagine imagine being able to duel people if you wanted to to throw out your own lines and throw out different numbers, and other people in the building can pick up the bet. Like there's a, a huge social aspect to it um, and social implications as well. And I think you could gamify it and make it really fun. Um, but uh, I should disclose, I am a vendor for some casinos, so I don't have any inside information. I've talked to people and got their impressions, and it's really mixed across the board within um, different tribes, right? And I was talking to someone at a larger scale, um, I guess a national casino chain, and one thing he was saying is what I was asking if he was concerned about it. And he was like, absolutely not. You just, you have more customers. Yeah. And he was like, and we've been, we've been doing this for so long. We have a go-to-market strategy that is going to be way more advanced than a lot of these other sites that are going to start popping up. Just like you see with the cannabis industry, a lot of the ones that are still doing strong are the medical ones that got into the game a decade ago and had a head start on a lot of this. Um, I have a theory. I do think one thing that factors into this landslide this landslide of no is the fact that the companies that stand to gain the most none of them are based in california and i do think that matters because that money isn't staying here yes some of it is get, it's getting taxed and all that but it's not going to be spent. The profits aren't being spent here for the most part. And yes, local casinos and stuff will all come up too. But I think the electronic side of things, that's all FanDuel. That's, you know, all those guys out of Vegas and New York, right? That's where, and even Florida, that's where the money's going. And I think that had something to do with it. So, yeah, yeah, it's interesting. And I, and I do think that if, if, if it does pass, you will see a California based because of our our tech hub that we have out here. Um, you know, you could see a California based company rise and, and become a competitor because right now it's a two. To, I mean, you got prize picks coming up and underdog fantasy. But I mean, for the most part, it's DraftKings and FanDuel, which are, 
are the main ones to go. And like you said, the infrastructure is there with these bigger casinos. So they're going to make it run smoothly and make it run right. It's just the wording and the policy to me. Yeah, agreed. Um, should we get move on to some actual degeneracy or what? That's what we're all here for, yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, this, is, this is a sports degeneracy pod. So yeah, so let's let's get into it. Um, I'm proud I, of us, though. I'm really proud of us. Yeah, we're talking politics and degeneracy. Like that's yeah. you know, hey, we're yeah, we just blended <laughs> politics with degeneracy. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> Yo. Um, I don't know about you guys. I do want to, I know we're going to get into your college football picks. Um, that's where you specialize, John. But this NFL season, man, after week three, it's been a bloodbath. Jesus Christ. <laughs> the player, I, I don't know who's good. No one no, is. I mean, there's like four teams that are good. I checked um, the futures odds for the Super Bowl uh, on the radio show on Monday. And it's Bills, Eagles, Chiefs, and now Niners um, are the top four teams. Um, and that's crazy to me. <laughs> like, uh, I don't think anyone saw that coming at the beginning of the year. I mean, we knew the Bills would be there, right? We knew. I think the Bills, Chiefs, Eagles all make sense. The fact that the Niners and then followed by the Cowboys are um, four and five here, that's kind of crazy to me. And that just goes to speak of the parity we've got. And this NFL trade deadline this year actually was exciting and I think has real playoff implications. I think CMC going to the Niners is an absolute game changer um, and can potentially turn the entire season on its head for the Niners and get them going in the right direction. I mean, that's what I'm hoping for, obviously, right? Um, but Don't over about Jimmy G. Yeah, but I think I think I think to your point, Jiro, I think what that does for the Niners is CMC gives jimmy that outlet that actually rate i don't think there's many backs out there that would make a quarterback substantially better but jimmy needs to have that he's a first read quarterback so if he doesn't if he doesn't have that first read he needs to have that dump off and with christian there with cmc there now he has that release valve and so i think it i think it does change him as a quarterback confident wise and i i would like to see him i, I mean you saw the last game he made some that throw to kittle in the back of the end zone that was that was high level yeah, it was the uh, the first Niner or the first um, yeah Niner quarterback to throw the uh, thirty yard touchdown in the air in the last three years. Jesus, <laughs> that's so sad. C.J. Beathard was the last time that happened. Yeah, C.J. Beathard, dude. <laughs> Shout outs to Beat Hard, man. That was my guy. <laughs> oh. So, John, I didn't get your picks last week. I know, I think you posted them, but I didn't get them. Yeah, it was Let's... a rough week. I, mm. I, I won't lie. It was mm. a very rough week. Um, yeah, just, I mean, the first game, we, we I had my, my teaser of the week, uh, Tennessee plus 15 and a half against Georgia, and sweated through the entire <laughs> game. The entire game. Ended up covering at 14, but Bama losing in overtime uh hurt the kid yeah um that so talking about hurting the kid if i had eloped i would have been at that game i would have been at lsu bama that was my whole plan my big trip this year was to myself was going to be lsu bama and um that would have been a good one to go to 
that would have been the one. The first time they won in 12 <laughs> years in overtime at Baton Rouge and Death Valley. Are you fucking kidding me? But I decided <laughs> I wanted to have a big wedding with all my stupid fucking friends. And here we are. I am. I watched it on TV. Awesome. Great times, dude. Awesome. It was sick. I actually watched it uh, in the airport. Even better. <laughs> oh. Bama is just not the same, man. That, that, you know, I, I don't know what it is, but something is something's up over there and and Saban's got to figure it out and I, I wouldn't be surprised if they I think they'll win this week but again I, I think that with two losses and looking on the outside looking in you might see a little capitulation from 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 Bama which we never see but I think it's I think it's almost a sense of like kind of warrior fans right now in like pure panic mode with with how the Warriors are playing because we're so used to championships we're so used to always succeeding. And I think we're so used to seeing Bama in the past. They've had, even with an injury, you know, they they get a top 10, you know, defensive end injured. The next guy up is a five-star recruit that is a sophomore that hasn't played yet, but is probably a top 10 pick himself. And we've seen that year over year with Bama, but with NIL and you're seeing parity with kids actually going to different schools now, getting paid huge money, yeah. uh, rumored Tennessee's, Tennessee's five-star recruit quarterback that just went is getting, if he stays four years, it's he's getting up to $8 million. Like that, that is insane. And like, I think we're starting to see Bama not be that powerhouse anymore. And the, the that level playing field is, is, you know, kind of coming to, you know, coming to grips. Yeah. No, I was with you when you were talking about Warriors fans, as far as, is this a potential overreaction, right? Um, you're used to dominance. And when it doesn't happen, you're like, what the hell is going on? It doesn't make sense. They got all their guys. Right. But where, <clears throat> where I disagreed, but I think you kind of addressed this at the end. Um, the entire landscape of college football has changed with the transfer portal and with NIL. And I think it does, in some sense, even the playing field a little bit, whereas Bama did have five-star recruit after five-star recruit after five-star recruit. Now these dudes don't need to wait two and three years and redshirt two and three years. They could go play at a lesser-known school that's still a big-time college football school, get paid, and be a starter their sophomore year, right? <laughs> like They could redshirt a year for Bama. Um, a dude who thought he was going to enter doesn't enter, or another dude shows promise and bounces in front of him on the depth chart, and now dudes can just be like, I'm out, <laughs> right? And I think that is, above anything else, what, what the – cause for alarm would be uh down in tuscaloosa but um yeah so we'll see we'll see uh let's get to let's not dwell on the past though john last week five and last six week. five and six last week yeah we don't you know we're gamblers we don't worry about what happened we're, no. it's always the next one's gonna hit so let's get to the next you gotta one. have you gotta have a memory of a goldfish if you're gonna be a true degenerate <laughs> let's, yeah let's do your picks for this week Hey, it's me. Knock knock. So, uh, you got uh, you got my money? You gonna give me my money? Where's my money, man? You know my name now. Give me my money. All right. 
week 11. We got the, uh, we're doing it more uh, more strategic this week. It's uh, kind of a tough week, but we got three, three nine o'clock slotted. We got three 12 o'clock like usual and three four o'clock games. So kind of get your picks in where you feel. If you, if you burn out early, there's always a late game game. There's always Hawaii. There's always the rainbows. So 9 a.m. slot, we got Tennessee minus 19 and a half at home against Missouri. We have Illinois, which uh, I don't really know what they are. They've, they're, they're the fight home. in Illini. <laughs> yeah, I like that's the a, I like the, I like the under in that game. I mean, both those teams run the ball. I think Illinois is going to after last week they're going to come out and try to stick to that identity, prove a point. Yeah, Purdue um, is absolute dog shit. Uh, and then an interesting game, LSU coming off a huge win uh, in overtime against Bama. We were just talking about they're at Arkansas. That line is three. So minus three for LSU. Think Arkansas losing to Liberty last week. Arkansas's not looked good this year. Getting three, I don't, I, I feel like it should be bigger. So it kind of worries me, but I'm going to take LSU minus three. Are you worried? About, are you worried about it? Are you worried about a letdown spot right there after a huge yeah, and then on the road? It's like I, I would think I would think they're going to win that game pretty handily. Now that they beat Bama, their their season's in front of them. Essentially, they have a clear path to the SEC championship game. Um, you know, it's a tough remaining schedule, but I think Arkansas. I hope it's not that letdown game. You know what I mean? That's I. I anytime I see. I feel like that should be a seven, six and a half line, and it's three. You know, I, I get that it's at at Arkansas. Um, any any SEC place uh, is besides Vanderbilt is pretty tough to play. Um, yeah, I don't. It, I'm okay. I'm gonna say this just so on, on the pod everyone knows. All right, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna keep looking at that line, and if that line moves. He might be moving to Arkansas. I don't. I don't know. I'm kind of freaked out. Seventy-three percent of the money is on LSU. I don't. And why is it only minus three? That doesn't make sense to me. Something's fishy, you guys. <laughs> Something's fishy. You know what? Arkansas plus three. Yeah. Arkansas plus three. <laughs> I can't do this. <laughs> That was a real live look into John's brain as he's working so through Galaxy himself right there. So that, that Watch, was, LSU the, wins by 40. Yeah. Watch. We literally got an insight into John's brain right there as yeah. he just completely switched his pick. I can't even imagine uh, being with you in a live fantasy football draft is, if that's how you did for a pick on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, honestly, Prop 27 not passing is probably in my favor. You know what I mean? <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. All right. 12 o'clock games or 12, one o'clock games. Uh, Washington State minus seven and a half at home against Arizona State. There is no team in the Pac-12 that can out offense Washington State. Washington State can stay with anyone. Arizona State is essentially in a shambles. Uh, They fired a coach on the field. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and he's back. He's back on ESPN as a as an analyst. Did you see that? Yeah, shouts to her. Yeah, I mean, of course, he's a worker. I mean, he's, a good, he's, a, he's a grinder, bro. He's a great analyst, but like, I mean, take some time off to let people forget that you know you went fourteen and forty 
Uh, no, bro, you got to stay hot. You got to be your your flame is never hotter than right after you left your profession. Right. Like, think about it. Everyone who books a deal right after Emmett Smith, Jerry Rice, these legends. Right. They were terrible on TV, but they commanded a huge salary because they were relevant because they were great at what they did. Um, Rex Ryan was a loser. He was a he got fired. <laughs> Right, he was a loser when he left the Jets. He <laughs> left on bad terms. He his foot fetish just Shots came out. Fired he on got that. a tattoo of his wife and Mark Sanchez's jersey, and he got a million dollar contract with ESPN while he was still getting paid by the Jets. You gotta stay hot, Doug. You know this. You never leave the table when you're on a heater, even if you get fired from that heater and you were a loser, <laughs> you're never be hotter than when you leave the job of employment that you'll be talking about, you know? Preach. <laughs> All right. All right, so you were saying you have Washington State? Washington State, <laughs> seven and a half, play that one. They, I mean, Washington State has been crushing teams. Um, they are, they, I mean, they're Washington State. They're like this every year. They go seven and three, eight and two, uh randomly lose to you know the worst team in the pac 12 but they uh they cover they always cover next game north texas plus six and a half shout out to aaron that's my team that's my whale <laughs> north texas plus six and a half at uab love the uh, over. love the I, over. yeah i also like the over what is it 60 is it 60 60 and a half maybe I have to take a look. Um, yes, I do like the over. North Texas, I looked up their stats. Aaron's been talking about them in the in the thread. Um, this is my first time giving them a chance this year. In a tough spot on the road, but uh, that quarterback has thrown for like 4,000 yards or 3,000 yards already. <laughs> like, it's, uh, yeah, it's insane. So they're going to be, they're going to be scoring high. Last game, we have Florida at home in the swamp, minus seven against South Carolina. I hate Spencer Radler. I hate Spencer Radler. I don't I don't care if this was 47. I hate Spencer Radler. South Carolina is going to crumble in the swamp. 4 p.m. slot. Let me digress a little bit. 4 p.m. slot. Wake Forest at home against UNC. I've been riding Wake Forest all year. But I'm going UNC here. Plus four hey. UNC on the road. They have everything in front of them essentially to win the ACC. Uh, Drake May is a stud. Is a stud. He does everything. He's their leading rusher, obviously leading passer. He, I think he has uh, over 20 touchdowns to nine interceptions. Um, Again, yeah, I love he, the over in that game. Yes, another another over there. I think it's sixty-two. Yeah, or they're, they're gonna score eighty points. <laughs> yeah. Um next one that I didn't see coming, neither did anyone else, but it's Colorado State at home. I'm taking Wyoming minus seven and a half. Colorado State. I've seen him play twice this year. I, I seriously think a top high school program could compete <laughs> against this ball club. They are that bad. It's 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 so bad to watch, but I'm going to watch Wyoming beat the brakes off of Colorado State. The next game I'm going with, Pac-12, Pac-12 sleeper. We've been talking about it in the in the thread. UCLA 
at home against Arizona, minus 18 and a half. UCLA scores. Their defense is actually good, I think. Uh, they, I mean, if they could, if they could win out their entire season and win the Pac-12, depending on losses, they could potentially sneak into the playoff. Um, UCLA minus 18 and a half. And then the teaser of the week did not want to, I almost took them in my, in my straight up picks, but I'm taking TCU plus six and a half on top of their, on top of their six or on top of their seven, excuse me. Uh, so we got them at 13 and a half at Texas. I usually never go against the team that I, I root for, but 13 and a half, number four in the country. That's gotta be good. Right. Right. John, I'm going to push back on that one. I actually think Texas, oh, why? Texas is a much better team than TCU strength. The schedule wise, they played a way harder schedule. If you look at their defensive metrics, I know, they are, but it's Texas. Go, go, look, go look at who, go look, go, go look at who TCU is. And the, that defense, the quarterbacks that that defense have played against, TCU is, I think they're the most overrated team in college football. I don't even have them inside my top 10. I actually have Texas. I have Texas as my sixth, seventh ranked team in in college football, and I think I'm I'm serious. I I, I think that I think your rankings, by the way. I like t I like the teaser angle because I do think it's going to be a high scoring affair and it's going to go back and forth. But I think te- I, I mean I don't know if I would play Texas on the on the spread. To be honest with you, but I think they're going to win the game. I think they're going to win the game as well, but by fourteen. Could get out of hand, dude. I think I this see is that game going to overtime. Yeah, I hear you. TCU can score with the best of them, but yeah, I just there's something fraudulent, dude. There's something super fraudulent. (laughs) I'll I'll, I'll hang there. Are you slaying me right now? (laughs) Who am I? If I my my question to you is, why would you not just take if you think Texas is going to win the game? Why would you not just take Texas down to minus one? See now I got him thinking. Now he's now he's uh, out. He got back in his head. You know what? We're we're gonna right now trying to figure it out. He said, "We're gonna go Texas minus." There it one. is. There it is. Bro, Texas Texas minus a half. Minus, Texas minus a half. Basically, a money line. They got to win. Oh and it's cha- and it, changing it in the dock as we speak. <laughs> God, dude. I don't know. Minus point five. Embrace it and love it. Subject to change, ladies and gentlemen. Subject <laughs> to change. Um, we have UNC plus 10 at Wake Forest, and then Washington State minus one and a half. Texas TCU, you guys are in my head now. Go look into it. Go look a little bit deeper. I'm just saying. I think Texas is a much better football team at home. I think TCU is is they're like the Minnesota Vikings. They're 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 fraudulent and they're bound to have a letdown spot. And I yeah, that's how I that's how I feel about Clemson. And Clemson showed that this week against Notre Dame. And that's but what TCU, TCU is going to show I, against. I have felt that against TCU, but TCU has had. I mean, the teams have that they have beat in the past. They were ranked. I mean, Kansas was ranked. That was a huge game uh, that they went into Kansas and won. Obviously, Kansas is injured and has not had the season. Has kind of fallen off since then. Um, but I mean, Kansas just beat a ranked Oklahoma State last last week. You know what I mean? So TCU has played a tough it, schedule. I feel like I don't feel like they they get enough credit. Sonny Dykes is a hell of a coach. This is when he starts to fade, though. Go look at his track record. 
you you you're I mean, overcomplicating this. Let me let me simplify it for you. Okay, here's the deal. I personally never will ever bet on a team whose mascot is the only animal that squirts blood out of its eye. That's fucking weird. And so I just would never, ever bet on TCU. So I think let's just make this easy. It's the Longhorns all day, hook them horns, and let's keep it moving. All right. You're right. You're right. I'm done with that. All right. Lock it in. <laughs> oh, Jesus. It's still wavering. All right. So what's you give us the full teaser? All right, we're going corrected teaser here. We're going Texas minus a half. All right, U UNC plus ten, Washington State minus one and a half. I like it. If you stick with Texas, right. <laughs> um, let's move to the to the NFL if we could, Aaron. I know you have some picks. Um, is there any trends this year that you've caught on to or you've been any strategy going into it or are you just uh yeah, you gotta pay for those that's <laughs> yeah 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 i'm giving out all my, my 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 free picks on the on the show no uh unders i mean if if, if that primetime unders that's a big one this year um teams coming back from uh from europe um that are not electing to take a buy and that's a choice which is mind-blowing to me um but yeah like you said before i mean it's been an absolute bloodbath just just across the board it's so hard i just think that there's the separation between the top teams and the middle of the pack and even the bottom teams is it's it's not as great as it once was and the lines are so sharp now it's like you know you just can't find an edge really it's 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 it damn near impossible so it doesn't surprise me and and i think that the gambler gambler's fallacy is that you know, it, especially with trends is, okay, it's happened X amount of times. It's bound to happen differently. It's not, that's not the case with season to season, game to game. Yeah. Right. So I'm not a huge trends guy. I look into them, um, but I take more of like a six, six game sample size than anything. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Um, I, yeah, I can't figure it out. Um, I love when people brag about their record after week one and two, because no one knows so your guess is barely just barely less informed than vegas's guess is at that point you know um because much, much less informed but like vegas is vegas knows what it's doing those lines are not a joke and anyone who thinks that they can beat them like at more than a 60 percent clip over yeah. a whole season will quit your day job they didn't well, build those uh, casinos and those skyscrapers off losing money. That's for sure. For sure. <laughs> uh, but this, yeah, it's been a turbulent season. But what do you have going into uh, what? We're week ten, right? Well, yeah, we, we, week ten, week ten. Um, so I'll start off with um, I'll start off with the, uh, the Thursday night game. Actually, so I have I have a couple I have picks and I have a couple props as well. Let's do I'll it. One prop. So the prop that I have for Thursday, um, I have. Cordero Patterson combined rushing and receiving over 62 and a half yards. He's mm. project, projected for 81 rush yards alone. So if you're going to give me uh, both his rush and receiving, uh, I'm going to hop on that all day. He's had two, he had two monster games before he got hurt over 110 yards rushing, um, uh, just rushing alone. And he's their, he's their only guy right now because Mariota can't hit Kyle Pitts wide open and, and Drake London's kind of fallen off. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and there, there's, um, yeah, we saw that play last week when, um, 
Pitts was running butt naked and just <laughs> unbelievable. Um, I just wanted to piggyback on that because yeah. my I'm gonna say it, my lock of the week is the oh. prop. It's a lock of the week, and it's the only I'm only giving you one bet because I've never felt more confident about anything <laughs> in my life. And it's Cordero Patterson over six and a half receiving yards. I cannot believe they said it that low. Um, and who would have thought Cordero Patterson? He a slick fantasy pickup eight years ago. <laughs> He's still doing it after missing time and then scoring the touchdowns like he did last weekend. He's just an absolute beast. And I, I love to see it. Um, all right. Didn't mean to interrupt back to you, sir. Yeah, no. And Arthur Smith, uh, they run the football. That mm -hmm. is what they do. And, yep. and they will continue to run it over and over again. And Algiers and, um, the other kid Hunley haven't really stepped in. So I think, I think the game script will, will favor Patterson and they, might be close game. That's what the line says. It's going to be divisional game. So I think they'll rely on their on their veterans. So Cordell Patterson combined rest receiving over 62 and a half. That's going to be my Thursday night play. Um, moving on to the early game in um, in Munich, Munich in Germany. Um, I have Seahawks money line at plus 122. This is this is the wrong team is favored here. I, I like it, the Bucks are a name brand favorite. That's what I call them. When like, same with the Packers, right? These are name brand teams, and so you're going to get a lot of casual public money on those teams. Um, Seattle's just better on all three phases. Geno Smith is having an MVP season. He leads the league in completion percentage at 77, uh, 77 percent, and ca catchable pass percentage at almost ninety percent. He's hitting his guys. Lockett's getting open. Uh, Kenneth Walker is an absolute fucking animal. I love Jeez. that guy. If they yeah. get a lead, if they get a lead in the fourth, he goes to work, and it's a beautiful thing to watch. And there's been a there's everyone thought that defense was going to be you know bottom tier defense. Uh, Quandre Diggs is a beast. Bruce Irvin drank some baby blood. He's back. He's back to playing at 24 years old. I mean, they 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 got a real thing going there. Pete Carroll, you know, for everything that he's done with the throwing the ball on the one yard line, and all that shit. Like I understand, but he's a hell of a coach, and he's put it together and. Hey, you're gonna give me you're gonna give me Seahawks plus money against against that Bucks team. Yeah. Hey, yeah. for sure, Byron, keep keep running the football. Keep running think, the football. Think about that draft that the Seahawks just had. They drafted two rookie tackles that are both starting, doing really well right now, and they drafted the cornerback Kobe Bryant, who right. is are you know kind of competing for a you know defensive rookie of the year. Right. I mean, it's it's insane. They've they've reloaded so quick, so quick. So, yeah, yeah, as much as I hate them, I have to respect what they've done there. Um, and um, I really hate Russell, so I kind of am really torn. Like, you know, it's like it, I like to see. I, I like what I see, but it's just the Seahawks, so it's really tough for me. Gino's quote after a couple couple games ago, he said, it's funny what or it's amazing what a team can do when one guy doesn't want all the credit. You got to love that. You got to love that. Tired. You got to love that, you know. That's right. But, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Russ is, it, he is all time cringe. I, we don't need to go into it, John. I feel I, actually, I don't feel bad for you at all. So you can eat that one. Um, yeah. Moving on Seahawks money line plus plus one twenty. grab it. Cause I think it might actually be going up. I might've, I might've blew that and should, I should have waited because it went from two and a half. I think it's at three now. They might even be plus plus one twenty five, plus one thirty. So monitor that line. Um, all right, moving on Detroit. Hold on. Real quick, right. just little housekeeping. Uh, it was Tyler Lockett who said that quote about it, what we can achieve when it's not 
the quote you just said. Yeah. It was, however, Geno Smith who said they wrote me off. I ain't right back though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Right. The quote out of the locker room from from Lockett. That was, you know, a straight yeah. shot to Russell, which I, I love that. This team's playing with the playing with the edge, man. They're the Gino embodies what this team represents, being written off and they ain't writing back. They're 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 coming and they're hitting you in the mouth. And, and so I, I I'm I'm I'm, all, I'm gonna ride them until I'm until until they're they're proving me wrong. So um yeah, so moving on. Um I have the next game, and I, I this game, I I, I just want to watch it because I now I'm all of a sudden Justin Fields is like got my got my imagination going and he's got my attention. So I have Detroit Chicago over 48 and a half. This moved up two two points from 46 and a half, so you can see where the money came in and really moved the line. Which to me, I'm okay with jumping on it even after it's moved. It's more indicative of of what the sharps are are, are playing. Um, I think that. Both these teams, and Chicago just traded away two of their best defensive players. They don't really play defense. Um, we know what Detroit is. Detroit's a, a leaky sieve. I mean, don't 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 let that Green Bay game fool you where they they gave up or where they stopped Green Bay. That's a fucking dumpster fire over there. So they that that doesn't really matter to me. I could see. I mean, I could see golf struggling outside. But look, if Detroit scores 14, 17, 20 points, and Chicago, I think Chicago will get twenty eight to thirty. I think they can score 35 on, on, on Detroit. Um, so I like the, I like the over there at 48 and a half. Um, and I trust the line move up. up yeah. So. No, I'm with you. That I, I love that pick. Um, and then moving on, speaking of the dumpster fire in Wisconsin, the Cheeseheads, I have Cowboys minus five and a half. And I'm surprised that this line is not above a touchdown, to be honest with you. And again, I think this comes back to the name brand uh, favor, or the name, just the name brand here with Aaron Rodgers. I think that, um, you know, I think that, but again, to, to John's kind of, you know, talking about college football, it's fishy. There's something fishy about it. I, <laughs> you're going up against like, you know, the hand of God and the spirit world and the whole entire, you know, Peruvian jungle. And so it's going to be, you know, it's going to be, you're fighting, the, you're fighting the spirits here, you know? So and the, the, the Cowboys have a hell of a defense. That defense is raw. It's yeah. Serious business man micah parsons he he might actually kill aaron Rodgers. like aaron Rodgers might die he might actually ascend into that spirit world on sunday um but five and a half that just feels and and i feel like the cowboys are tailored for an outdoor style of football they run the ball i actually think with tony pollard being the the main guy there it looks way better he's more explosive than zeke um and yeah, and just the receiving core, and Dak's got another couple weeks under his belt. So give me the Cowboys minus five and a half um, against that incredibly garbage. Uh, and now I think Aaron Jones is hurt. I think um, uh, Rayshon Gary's out as well. So you know, it's 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 a problem over there. Um, and then I have Dolphins minus three and a half against um, against the Browns. I think we're over. I think we're buying. I think we're overselling on what the Browns did um, against uh, the Bengals. That was a horrible spot for the Bengals. Um, you know, they, they on a short week they had just lost their main play play uh, playmaker in uh, Jamar Chase. Shout out to John's fantasy team. Um, and uh, and two is playing like an MVP. Arguably, you know, maybe Mahomes is playing a little bit is playing better than him. But even he's even ahead of Mahomes in the advanced metrics. I mean, and he's got Tyreek who's having a career year. And they just the addition of Bradley Chubb in the middle is going to sure up that defense. 
Um, and their home road defensive splits for Miami are pretty drastic. They play much better defense at home. Um, and so I just think that, you know, I just don't see Jacoby Brissett being able to make enough plays to keep up with this offense. And I see Waddle and uh, Tyreek running wild on a really bad uh, my uh, Cleveland defense. I mean, Miles Turner is a game wrecker for sure, but but he's just one guy, you know. So I think that they can they can double him and, and make that work. So I'll take the three and a half at home with the Dolphins. Uh, Dolphins, Dolphins, Unis, top three in the league. Uh, I like their old school ones better, honestly. Yeah, yeah the, the old school ones were, f- man. Like when I was a kid, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective came out, and I fell in love with the Dolphins because uh, the the dolphin on the side of the helmet, like it was sick. Like those were. Those were dope, dude. Those were yeah, dope. We, we actually know a Dolphin fan. Shout out to Will. Yeah, yeah we know, I know a Dolphin fan too. Shout out to Nick. Um, big time Dolphin fan. Um, and they deserve it. I mean, shit, man. They've been, that team's been garbage for years. So, um, and then, uh, so, and also just to keep your eyes on the prop, the props have yet to come out for Travis Etienne and Saquon Barkley. Uh, Etienne is becoming like Kenneth Walker Etienne for me, as far as my favorite young running backs in the league, the kid's a freaking animal, man. He just, mm-hmm. he puts up, he just runs hard and he, he, and, and that's their, that's their game. And then Saquon comeback player of the year um, against Houston, who, I mean, my little brother could run for 112 yards on that team. It's unreal. Um <laughs> So look for the lines on those. Um, and then I have a six-point teaser, three-team teaser, teaser, plus 150. It's a little gross. I'm not going to lie. It's a little <laughs> and, and that's kind of how I like to play my teasers. But I'm going bears, and I'm moving them across to plus three. Um, I'm taking the Steelers at home against Andy Dalton in an absolutely inept New Orleans team at plus seven and a half. And I'm going Seattle plus nine. Um, and I like those three together. So that'll be my teaser for the week. That's a six point. That is gross. Just watching those games. Besides Seattle Bucks, I feel like the it's, other games are just going to be real tough to watch. It's stinky for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There you have it. Let's go get this money. Uh, week 10 popping off. John gave you some college picks, um, and so yeah, take those to the bank. All right, boys, it's been real. It's been fun. This was uh, this was a good time. It was a good scene, everybody. Yeah, yeah, likewise, man. Absolutely, man. All right, let's do it again soon. I guess next week. Yeah. Yep. You. Yeah. All right. One more clock. <laughs> game over, man. It's game over.